Hi friends, welcome to the Wabi Sabi podcast. This is episode number 137. So I hope you all had a fabulous last few weeks. I think it's important sometimes to reflect and to go inward and to be alone. So I did that for myself and in turn it makes me a better podcaster, writer, and author for all of you. Um, there was a lot that I caught up on. I hosted Anne Hathaway at her launch for being Shiseido's global ambassador in New York. And I went on the Today Show and showed you guys my favorite smoothies and cocktails and juices. And I also wrapped up a couple of days of shooting for a new project with AG1, which is so exciting. Um, I'll have some fall recipes available for you guys. I did a lot of inward um, reflection, especially because I've been feeling really rejected in the space of publishing. And I often tell you guys on my broadcast channel on Instagram, just real time about how things are as an artist that isn't trying to put on a front. I'm not over posting pictures or lives or videos of myself because I, I mostly don't want to. It doesn't make me feel good to over post. Sometimes I think women overcompensate for, um, I guess, like validation or self-confidence in overposting and oversharing. So today we're going to do a really deep dive on like how to build your self-confidence so that you do not need to go outward, but rather go inward and look for the answers. Sure, I have a partner and I have more stability in my relationships than I have in many years. So if you're single, I can understand why you would overpost maybe sexy pics, bikini pics. Some people even post in lingerie publicly and, and other things. Totally nude. Here we go. But for me, it never really felt like the right thing to do past 41, maybe, um, unless I'm getting paid or sponsored by, you know, say a swimsuit company, because I've done swimsuit modeling for most of my adult career. Um, not frequently, but on and off. And it does pay the bills and it's a respectable career. So I'd, I'd like to address the fact that like I too have been through it all and it will only give you advice based off of experience. But I can say just like doing drugs or having a sex addiction um, these things are really short-lived, so you might feel really good if you're posting pictures of yourself and looking for, you know, attention-seeking from others. But I think that in the end, when you sit by yourself, when you're offline, when the battery dies, like my father says, what do you have to offer yourself? What are you going to do when you're alone and you're by yourself? What are you going to do when you get older and you're by yourself? What happens when the battery dies? You know, you're just going to sit there in silence with yourself and you're going to have to love yourself because you're the only person that you're stuck with for the rest of your life. So these are really important things to note to really enjoy your own company and your own time. I will also say the changing weather and the melancholy in the air for fall will start to affect a lot of our moods. I moved to a seasonal state of New York so I'll be going through the four seasons with all of you in North America and on the northern side of the hemisphere. Um, for everybody else that's living in warm weather, God bless you. I will be missing it this year, but I have decided that I prefer the East Coast for right now in my life of North America. Um, and I will deal with this shit. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I don't have a choice. It's not like I can make fake sun and a beach 
and like a pool um, and being a thong all day inside of my home. I wish, but for right now, we're on the third day of a horrible hurricane um, in New York, and I have not seen sun for three days, which I value. So when you see the sunshine, much like good things in life, bask in it, enjoy it while it's there, and don't look to external things to make you happy. Now, let's explore what has been going on over the past few weeks. While I went inside and did a lot of internal work, and I live in a much more downsized apartment once again, I'm a little bit more humbled by grace. I have fallen off of my own pedestal, say, four, five, six times maybe in the last few years. Count more or less, depending on how you look at things. Remember that everything is in the eye of the beholder. So success is actually immeasurable. And it's different for everyone. So you cannot compare yourself to anyone else. I'm also 41. So if you're in your 20s, I've got time on you. And if you're in your 60s, you've got time on me. And so therefore, we can't really compare the same level playing field. So it's pointless to even compare. I think that confidence is often used when you get older And you have to learn how to reflect um, in silence and do these types of things by yourself. But by the time you hit 40, when I was interviewing Anne Hathaway last week, I did realize that we both, because she's 40 and I'm 41, we are in that same era where we are the largest demographic in the world right now, thanks to the baby boomers for having loads of children. Um, I think in reflection, she said something really important she said that age to her isn't something that she puts a lot of focus on. I'm assuming that she finds a lot of like happiness and joy in other things like her children, her home, her career, making something of herself. She also points out for those of us who are in our forties, that it is your time to figure out what you want to do with your life. And it's your time to go inward and reflect a lot. It's your time to be your own best friend. Imagine all that help that you did for other people and other things and other circumstances. What if you in turn did all of that for yourself? Not because you're selfish, but because it's time. She said, what about me and the things that I want to do with my life and and what I think about things? Don't those things matter at this point? And just like Anne, I got started in my professional career in media and food and publishing in my very early 20s. And for her, I believe she even started in her teens acting. So there was this really, um, and this is how you should look at your life too. There is a perception of who you are. There's your persona and what you've put out there publicly in the world. But I want you to hold your cards really close and to not be so public. I will only live by example as much as I possibly can. And that's why you don't see me posting a lot about my sister or my boyfriend or my cat or my parents. My mother has joined me on set professionally a few times, which I've shared. But I like to keep my personal life really personal. And I think that if if I'm not mistaken... Because my parents live with a sense of mysteriousness behind their own personas, I've carried that out myself as well as my sister. 
While my sister and I are both entrepreneurs and small business owners, what you will notice in women and ladies and men and gents and all of you, wherever you come from, let me know if this is how you feel too. I don't really care about sharing everything about my life. I don't want to tell you all of my problems. You have enough of your own, don't you? Yes, you're nodding right now. I don't want to spill on you the pain and the trajectory of my life that has taken me to where I am now. I was asked and paid and assigned to do so in a project for Audible called Spirited, which is why in that book you'll hear a lot of my pain points and struggles, my life experiences, and how I got through the toughest times of my life, not as a victim, but as a heroine of my own life. And I expect for you to do the same. No two people will ever have the same story, But while I was proud to write that book and story as a project and an assignment that I fulfilled, and I would like to think I did it well and to the best of my ability, I was truthful and honest. I don't feel the need for everybody to have to do this and to find some sort of validation. I'm not going to name names. I'm not like that. But there was somebody that I had gone to school with for a while that loved to tell our group of friends about her money problems And later in life, maybe like marital problems, you know, maybe she had like a partner that was an alcoholic, etc. And I just, I said to myself, you know, what's funny is I never share for sympathy or empathy or compassion or for attention. I never shared with a lot of people the financial struggles that I had. I later wrote about it in my book Spirited because it was so obvious that I had gone through um, some sort of a self-realization when it came to finances. And you may go through that personally too in your own time, in your own way. But if you have friends that sort of trigger you or that are attention-seeking, even in your own group of small friends or family or just within their social community, it's okay to unfollow them or push away or just not be friends or set a boundary. I don't think that we should take on other people's issues or problems. And I think when people are attention seeking, it's really important to take a step back and think, is it necessary for these people to be posting three times a day, doing lives, asking you to buy shit, emailing you? It's just crazy. And I think that, yeah, that is what the world asks of us at this current moment in time. But it's not something that we all have to do. I think the tabloids and the newspapers and and such things like maybe they need content every day. So they're going to pick up on these stories and relevant topics. But you hold the keys to what is going to shape your whole life. You could virtually only follow cat rescue like me and food and try not to be self-inflicted by others problems, pain, or the trajectory of their life that could trigger you in a negative way. And what I mean by that, if I said it too, uh, I don't know, I was just the language I was using is a little much. Just unfollow people that don't make you feel good. You don't have to follow all these people and you certainly don't have to follow their path. I do also want to point something out that I've had in conversation with my team professionally for a while. When you see somebody that has popped off viral success virtually overnight, perhaps maybe during the pandemic, these are anomalies. An anomaly, excuse me, an anomaly is 
not normal. It doesn't usually repeat itself twice or three times. It may happen every now and then in a blue moon to a certain handful of people, but these are not normal things. Michael Jordan worked for his career over a long period of time, and you'll see decades of hard work put into basketball. It's not like he had one video pop off and, you know, because he was photographed in his swimsuit or he became a vegan and started writing about it and documenting it. It's not like he became successful overnight. And the danger in putting all of your eggs in a basket with somebody with viral success is that typically that success doesn't last. Again, it's like I'm always going to use the cocaine or the sex or the addiction. Um, You know, like I love tequila. I love champagne. These are things when I was very young that I used to drink frequently when I partied. And they would make me feel great, like up to three days in a row. And and now they just don't. <laughs> I mean, every now and then, yeah, I love it. I know how to take care of my own addictions. Um, and if anyone is ever struggling with addiction, I highly recommend seeing a therapist, going to a professional and getting help. So that's what I did. I had a doctor in New York that saved my life because I was addicted to pills and drinking and men and sex and I was codependent on somebody for a really long time. I didn't even see my own fucking darkness because I was so blind to how their darkness, the other people around me in a way, was actually sort of eating away at my light. And it took me a really long time to sort of wake up and have this wake up call. But I surely will never post three times a day on social media and tell you how fucking virtuous I am. That is not in the cards of somebody who is a true pioneer or somebody who's leaving or leading a legacy for you to follow in a healthy manner. Unfortunately, a lot of the people that you are seeing that pretend like their lives are so great and virtuous are probably living quite a facade. So something for you to think about when you're going inward is to just simply unfollow these people. Don't let them be a part of your inner circle. And follow the women and leading ladies that are truly living it, that are real deal, that are healthy and well, and that have an all-around balanced life. It's okay to be imperfect every now and then. But I think that sometimes when you see this plastic generation of Kardashians and people pretending to be famous because they have a lot of followers, it almost makes me feel queasy at the end of the day. And I really try to stay away from it. And because I work in the news and media and I write for all the health and wellness outlets, sometimes food, sometimes beauty, I often have to see things I don't want to see. And I hate that. There's not much we can do to control sometimes what the media decides to put out. But I think when you go inward, you can control your own body and mind, your own thoughts, and the way that you choose to live your life. So I want you to ask yourself in today's podcast on Wabi Sabi, what would you like to do with your one truly beautiful and precious life? How would you like to feel? Can you stop some of your addictions and codependency? And maybe even can you let go of following some assholes on social media? And can you go inwards and be a better person and maybe do things for yourself? Even if it's just a workout, signing up for a new class, meeting up for a friend, making sure that you network with people that you really admire, maybe once a week, 
or having the balls to tell somebody that you work with or you're close to the truth about how you're feeling and hoping and praying and asking yourself, am I doing the best things that I can for myself and my health and the wealth that I'm building for myself? And by wealth, I mean wellness, what's really true in wellness. Are you doing the right things like getting enough sleep at night with eight or nine hours? Are you drinking enough water? Are you getting your vitamin C? Are you getting your vitamin D? Are you making sure that you are having enough fruits and vegetables every week? I remind you to do these simple little things because cumulatively over time, they really work. And when I stand in my heels on the set of the Today Show, which I will do again next week, I will be honest and truthful in everything that I'm showing you. I normally go on with loads of practice and research and making sure that everything that I'm saying to you is honest and true. And nobody has to live their life this way. It just happens to be what makes me feel really good. And I know those of you who listen to Wabi Sabi are interested in the truth a lot of fun, laughter, being fucking weird, and just living a life where nobody gives a shit and you just do the things that make you feel good. As you can hear the sirens in the back in Brooklyn, why not a mix of both? Buddhism and a little bit of NYPD. (laughs) Last week's episode was so sad. I want to remind you guys when we reflected on the 9-11 tragedy 22 years ago this year in 2023, there is a 60-minute special that I would love for all of you to watch. It was on the NYFD, the New York Fire Department, and it was so well done. 60 minutes, man. I so hope to work there one day. Take a deep breath in. And take a deep breath out. Now, lastly, on the thoughts of how you're going to improve your inner work, which eventually will really relate to your aura and the vibe and just the trajectory of your life. Remember that you can practice a million things like sometimes you see like a yoga chick vaping or that Hawkeye that's into fitness getting wasted on the weekend or Walgreens trying trying to say that they're wellness, but they sell cigarettes. I mean, I can go on with the juxtaposition of the things that I have noted as a wellness writer for 20 years in New York. I will also tell you that it is a little bit weird and strange, but as part of life, to look at the juxtaposition of things and how they're placed in your life. But you can choose to see things totally and completely different. It might take you a lifetime to get to where I've gotten. I'm not saying that I've gotten here faster because I still have really bad days and terrible depression and anxiety. But I have tried my best to learn who I am and to get to know myself more than anyone else. And I don't know if you have done that yet. Do you know who you are? Do you even know your parents that well? I know my sibling is a tough cookie to crack, so I can't always say that I'm going to figure out who Jenny is. But I can say that the less time I've talked to her, 
and called her incessantly and texted her like I used to in my 20s. We virtually only talk on family Zoom calls now. I've actually gotten to know her more by doing less, if that makes sense to some of you. And if it doesn't make sense to you yet, it certainly will. And lastly, before we go into quick questions, I'd like to let you know that setting foot back on set here in Brooklyn last week was one of the best feelings I've had in a long time. And it was nothing fancy. My heels touched the ground of the, as the, you know, the lights come on at the Today Show and also on the same stage presenting Anne Hathaway at a large scale, you know, very fancy event with Shiseido, which I was so proud to be a part of. My hands on my heart. Thank you, Shiseido fam. But my feet also touch a very humble place at home. They touch the yoga mat. They touch the dirty streets of Brooklyn and Greenpoint. They touch City Bike, the New York City Ferry, and my little sandals that go running up and down the streets of New York because sometimes I'm just too poor to grab a cab. I want you to know that you'll touch many different places with your feet, with your heart, with your eyes, and with your mind. And it doesn't mean you're the same person all the time. But if you can get to know little you, like little Candace, and I've gotten to know teen Candace, she was wild and crazy. I've gotten to know 20-year-old Candace, who was inquisitive and also a little bit maybe naive. I've gotten to know 30-year-old Candace, who worked her tail end off and mostly set the foundation to be the woman that she is today in her 40s. And the woman I am now, I'm proud to be. I'm proud of myself. And although not perfect, wabi-sabi, I'm very proud that I went through the darkness before I started to see the light because it makes the contrast that much more enriching and valuable. So I wish for you, if you are going through your own darkness right now, to know that the light is on its way. I'm sorry it won't be overnight and it won't be a quick fix. And it's not in the guy that you're just crushing over right now. But it's in the little things that you'll start to notice, like a bouquet of flowers at the bodega around the corner, a little rescue cat that's set up in its Greenpoint Cats, like little rescue center. We have like these tiny little igloo barriers that they set up so that the cat can live inside of it during the storm. And sometimes it's wabi-sabi. It's like the distortion on the side of a building on the streets of Brooklyn that is so distorted that it's beautiful. Or it's in the birds that decide to come out and sing in the trees. It's in the rain when it reflects the sun and you see a quick rainbow. And it's also in the people that you smile at and they wave at you when you're on your bike and you're surprised pleasantly that somebody actually said hi to you. It's a perfect stranger. To smile more, use more people's names, reach out more, be a good person, set boundaries and get to know yourself a little bit better so you can treat yourself like your own best friend. And now we move into juicy questions. 
because you guys asked a lot of good ones today. Thank you for writing them in. We do this on my Instagram stories on occasion, and I would like to answer all of you. Oh my gosh. Got a little bit teary there. It means it's a juicy one. All right, I'm going to start in order of how these were received today. So, Danielle INC asks, how do you stay so positive? And I laughed when I read this, by the way, Dan. I said, oh, God, I must put this off. I'm so sorry if I do. I'm definitely not positive all the time. Ask my team. Um, I'm trying my very best. I haven't been this happy with my life in years I think it's because I just finally hit my stride. And once one of my favorite producers, Katie Ryan, and one of my favorite brands, Shiseido, and then another new brand with AG1, once these people started to call me back to work in New York because they discovered I was here again, it really did make me happy. And it's not to say that outside circumstances or outside people are what really help my happiness. I think it's because it took like six, seven months to get settled back in New York. And then it took um, me having to do a lot of self-work and that sometimes not having work for a really long period of time is the blessing and the lesson. It's not having work and crushing it and pretending you're great like Elon Musk or having a huge ego like Deion Sanders. You know, we'll talk about men and egos on another day because I do think the American male is really lacking in other things because they focus so much on the human ego when that is not the most important thing in life. What you need to learn is that humility when you have nothing else and being grateful for the small things that you do have is what makes you happier at the end of the day. So Dan, I'll say this. The cats kept me alive because I was volunteering with them at the shelters and for Little Wanders NYC. And I was so grateful that any news station, especially like PIX11 would have me on. I was grateful for like tiny little bits of joy, like whether it was going to the matcha shop down the street, or maybe it was like ordering my favorite like chocolate fig truffles or eating a big fat piece of Polish cheesecake from the old Poland bakery. These little things make you happy. Oh, yeah, and workout class, too. Bar method added bar method strength, which I like, with added weights. You have to add that in when you're eating this much cheesecake. But I, I just think that it's the little things that made me happy. And all bullshit aside, like, I could drink my sorrows away. I could do a bunch of drugs. I could, you know, date like crazy like I used to. But that is the old me. So while I've gotten to know the new me, I've learned to adjust my sales with the thing called stability And with that stability, I've found much more positivity and happiness. And the notion that I have to stay positive. But as my father always says, hope for the very best, but just expect the worst. And that advice is interesting, but I find it to be harshly good, if that makes sense. And again, as somebody who truly loves pain as a way of learning, um, sometimes I think it's okay to hope for the very best, but prepare for what could be the worst. Um, next question. Girl on the heave asks, 
How can we make the most of the rest of the year? Great question. Right now, the weather is horrible. Here's what we've got to do. Chocolate, matcha, see girlfriends, workout, force yourself to get on that city bike and go to your workout class. Make a note to network like one day out of the week in person. Try to do something new with a girlfriend. And don't make your life and work balance like too crazy. I think we should really enjoy the fall foliage as it's coming around the corner. And know that the melancholy will be in the air and you might have to get some light therapy or vitamin you know, D with vitamin K. Um, I think you might have to find that inner work of where you can meditate and pray to make things better. I pray and meditate. So meditation is for 30 minutes every morning and prayer comes at night. And if you can add those two things into your life, maybe along with like volunteering somewhere for the rest of the year, try to see how these things make you feel. Praying more for others, 30 minutes of meditation, and then volunteering. I swear volunteering with cats saved me this year, so... I highly recommend it and look at Little Wanderers NYC or Puppy Kitty NYC, Best Friends Animal Society, or the NYC ACC, the shelter here. There's some animals that truly need your help right now. DJ Manny Katz asks, describe your best friend and your relationship with him or her or them. Oh, well, currently, I mean, my partner has been like my bestie. He moved here with me. Um, We have had a great time together. We try to spend social time together at events, but also at home. Um, We watch 90 Day Fiance and crack up all the time. We keep it weird. He really listens to me when I need it. Maybe not all the time because I want to give him his space to have his own life, too. Um, but when we do get together, you know, we swoon over our cat who, his name is Sho. Um, we go to Japanese events together and he holds my purse and all my like shit when we go to work events, which is like the best kind of guy. Um, and I, in turn, I make sure to treat him. You know, we had all kinds of sushi and Nobu cuisine last week at the New York consulate event, um, in the city for the Japanese consulate and it's like I try to savor these moments that are like once in a lifetime and invite him to them because when I was 28 and I moved to New York for the very first time I mean I had one suitcase and a fifth floor walk up on Avenue C and 12th and no money in my bank account and you know I lived next to a squad house and I had no job and didn't really know a lot of people here except for some top chef friends and to go from that little girl who didn't even have a job and just a suitcase to where I am now I have to pinch myself it has been 20 years but it's also been a lot of hard work so I choose to share the wins with my partner um, and my girlfriends in New York I get so packed with my schedule here that I can barely make time for them. But when I see them, we do brunch or we go to events together and we just laugh and enjoy life. 
we get silly, but we also support each other and say, I want to introduce you to somebody. Let me share this job opportunity with you, etc. That stuff is really important when you're an entrepreneur. It's just as important to have a therapy session with a friend as it is a glass of tequila. So make time for both, as I always say, the good and the bad. And thank you guys for all of your questions. You're all so wonderful. Mrs. Shima says, how are you? Well, thank you for asking. I'm well. I'm doing better than usual. Doesn't mean things are perfect. I still wish I had a cooking show and a documentary series and (laughs) all the shit I know I could crush. But yeah, besides all that, I'm happy. And maybe those things are on the way. Maybe I need to make them happen. Um, I do have a new business endeavor that I have in my mind. And we are still looking for a really killer part-time assistant in New York. So email Claudia at info, I-N-F-O, at CandiceKumai.com. But Mrs. Shima, I'm well, and I hope you are doing amazing too. Hands on my heart. Candy Kudzu asks, how did your parents come up with the name Candace? Because my name is Candace too. Oh, well, Candy. My mom probably had this thought process, which I know to be true. Oh, yeah, Candice Bergen. She has a kind of a cool character. Murphy Brown. Okay, George, how about we name a Candice? Like a Candice Bergen. Murphy Brown. And my dad probably said, oh, yeah, she's a good one. Let's go for it. I'm imagining that was the combo. But it really did come from the beautiful Murphy Brown Candace Bergen. (laughs) Which most girls in the 80s, we got it from her. She was super cool. I believe Candace is a name for an Ethiopian queen. Um, So it's a very cool name from Africa. And it has also got... A couple other meeting, meanings, I believe, as well. Very cool. I think it means with golden light or something like that. Megan Tara. Kintsugi should be released again in Indonesia at our bookstore. It's so hard to find it. Okay, so what you should do is write to your local bookstore, Megan, and ask them to provide Kintsugi wellness. Um, you can also ask a friend in the U.S. to purchase it for you. Um, but I highly recommend to all of you that are international is to try to pick up the digital version if you can. It is such a great book, isn't it? I feel like it's going to see its glory days maybe over the next 10 years because people will really understand the concept of kintsugi and Japanese wisdom and wellness over the next like 10, 20 years. Um, Please pick up a copy if you haven't already. And if you're in Indonesia, write to your local bookstore. Or maybe it's your local provider, publisher, like an Amazon um, in Indonesia that can provide more copies of it. I agree with you. I think there's actually been a shortage of the book, and I don't know why. Um, It's something to ask my publisher at HarperCollins. Um, Books are also a really touchy subject for me right now because I'm not sure what I should do with my next one. I haven't received very good feedback on the last proposal I wrote. So I want a lot of you to also know by me sharing this info, it isn't to share with you any bad news. It's just to share with you that I don't really get signed for if I put out um, maybe 25 proposals, which is pretty normal for the span of maybe six months. I might only get one or two of those deals. 
maybe even less, maybe one. So think about the ratio of that and how I face rejection on a regular basis. And I just have to still believe in myself and still keep going. But thank you guys for buying King Sugi Wellness and Clean Green Eats and Clean Green Drinks. You are all such a blessing. Mark Steyo writes, in life, what do you think cats for? Okay, so Mark's is like a trapping um, genius partner over at Bronx Community Cats and Little Wanderers NYC. He does incredible work with cats and volunteers. And so sometimes we have to keep each other supported when we do this work because it is very difficult and it's also really painful. But Mark's, to answer your question, I'm thankful that cats are a provider and a source of stability and love and grace and also like they make me laugh and feel warmth and joy during the winter months so i often want to ask people that if they could look at cats instead of pests they are not they are beautiful creatures they are so loving and kind and they will change your life they might even save your life in fact, I can blatantly say that Cece, my last cat, saved my life. And my new cat, Shohei, has done the same. So I'm thankful for them in being these gorgeous creatures of the light that have helped so many of us survive depression, anxiety, and maybe even suicidal thoughts. Things of that nature. Cats come into play and I highly recommend for people to foster them or just to adopt one because you will change your mind once you see how beautiful these creatures are. I also want to remind you guys that the suicide hotline, in case you need this, is 988. Just dial 988 and call that on your phone or you can text them as well. But do not be afraid. I would just say to yourself, things are going to get a lot better over time. And if you are able to look inside at yourself and know that this too shall pass, that the moment in time where you feel your very worst, it will pass. It won't always be like that. And maybe you're coming off of drugs or drinking or something, so you need to let that moment fade away. And one of the best gifts you can give to yourself is the relationship between you and a cat because of their unconditional love and need for you. So... Marks, I'm really grateful for the love that they give that's unconditional and to come home to something warm and fuzzy every day and to sleep and cuddle with them at night. And, you know, we, we need to share the relationship and love of cats with more people. So you guys, please donate to Little Wanders NYC and also to the NYACC and Best Friends Animal Society and adopt a cat now because we really need your help in New York City for many, many reasons. And I'll try to do more podcasting on that topic as well. All right, our last question of the day from Britt L. Matthews. What is the beauty product um, if you were on a desert island that you could not live without? Oh, Lord, girl, this is such a big one. Not because it's superficial, because it is. <laughs> and I know you didn't mean it like that. Um, it, because it's really funny and fun, and there's no way I could choose one. Jesus, I mean, okay. How could you choose between a cleanser and a S SPF? Let's just say that. Let's be honest. 
if I was in the shade on the island, then I would pick the cleanser. But if we were in the full-fledged sun on the island, well, I'd have to pick the SPF. And then I would go out and find some kind of natural coconut or pineapple enzyme or something and clean my face with it. So that's my answer. <laughs> I love um, a c- good cream cleanser, a core organics like turmeric cleanser, a damn damn cream clean cream cleanser. It's just Sado, hyaluronic acid, SPF. Um, there's a lot of good shit out there right now. I'll be on the Today Show next week on October 4th talking about a few of my favorites. Like plant therapy has incredible oils like a rose oil, a sleep oil. And then um, also Brooklinen has great sheets that I'll be talking about. They almost feel like you're sleeping with nothing. They're so soft and lightweight and um, they have great towels too at Brooklinen. So I'll be talking about a couple of these items because I just genuinely love and I want to share with you. If I was on a desert island, would I be able to have nice soft sheets? <laughs> All right, you guys have a great week. Thank you so much for your time. Please follow on my Instagram and sign up for my broadcast channel. If you haven't started listening and liking everything, go for it. It's pretty funny. Not trying to be, I guess it just is how I am. Um, I'm really excited to go back on the Today Show next week. A huge shout out to Katie Ryan. You're awesome. And to our other friends um, who have helped me with my career path over the last like nine months. You guys are awesome. Jordan, Robert, Carlos, Lori, James, um, Sean. I could not do this without you guys. I am a lone soldier that has a team around me, but sometimes prefers to really go inward. I suggest to all of you to figure out who you are and get to know yourself first before constantly looking for exterior validation, exterior things, exterior motives, change your values in your mindset. And you might actually figure out what real wellness is because you'd be surprised when you get to know yourself and you really feel good without substance abuse, without doing exterior things to make yourself feel really great. It's important to make time for you once a day, meditating, praying for others, and maybe eating better. And instead of going crazy during like the new year or the holiday, like maybe choose to do something good for yourself now because with fall comes the change, the melancholy in the air. And when you can make positive changes with your life early, your future self will really help you and thank you. And I really think that sometimes at the end of the day, you just got to let it go. Take two weeks off. Do what feels good for you and fuck the rest because it's going to be different for everyone. I'll see you guys back on the Today Show next week and on next week's podcast. Thanks for your help and for being awesome. I truly commend all of you. I'll see you on my newsletter as well if you can sign up on my website and buy something at the matcha shop, thematchashop.com. Thank you guys for listening and have a wonderful, blessed week. Ciao for now.